Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and prefer not to disclose, back to the Undressing Underground Podcast. I'm very tired and very agitated, I guess, after a day of working in a on air conditioned warehouse wearing a flannel shirt, which is a long story about. There's like, there's no good reason why I'm wearing flannel shirts every day in the summer, but I'm doing it. And, uh, it's just, it's the way it is. And then my car overheated twice and I get towed back. But I had a nice conversation with the, uh, tow truck driver, interrogating him about what his life involves apparently people will like they'll tow cars like I'm in Indiana and he talked about jobs towing cars to or from Florida and Virginia and Texas like this is like a regular thing apparently for tow truck drivers they just tow cars like thousands of miles for some reason. I don't understand it. But it was fun, I guess. Anyway, today on the show is me interrogating Osu. Or stop knocking stuff around. Osu, the uh, another guy from the original original trailer trailer trilogy. What the fuck just happened? Oh, uh, well, I guess that fixed itself. Uh, but yeah, today is Osu from the original trilogy fan forum. I am blowing out. Uh, he's an anime fan subber. I think he says he was doing it back in the 90s. Which is fucking insane to me. Um, it might be a bit of a dry conversation, question and answer, but I think he's interesting. I had a lot of fun talking to him. Uh, he's a recluse. I think he says. I don't think I'm making that up. So, I don't know. I, recluses are interesting. It's not a bad thing, I don't think. But it's an interesting thing. He talks about his Christianity and stuff, too. So, JCM, listen up. And uh, basically, fan translating the Bible. But uh, yeah, so I also tagged on a tea time to the end. We talked about his new project and amount of time. So whatever. Bye. Hello. Hey, can you hear me? Yeah, it comes out loud and clear this time. Okay, good. Yeah, I just called you from my cell phone instead. It's not the ideal setup, yeah. but if it works, it works. <laughs> yeah. Um, I thought it might have been my phone. That's why I restarted it. Right, no. Yeah, I don't know why that wasn't working. I've had some trouble with my computer lately, though. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, what name do you prefer to go by? Well, the handle I've used on most of my stuff for the past about 10 or so years was probably Usotsky or Uso for short. That's 
what a lot of people know me as on the internet. I know I use a different handle on original trilogy. What? What's Uso? Sorry. USO. Um, yeah, USO. What does it stand for? I I I couldn't totally understand that. Sorry. It's short for Uselski, a Japanese word. Okay. Long story how I came up with that. I don't use it much anymore, but uh, other people still call me that a lot. Well, if you don't want to tell the whole story, can you at least tell me what uh what the Japanese word stands for in, in English? It means liar. It means liar. Liar, yeah. Can you give me a short version, at least, of why you would call yourself a liar in Japanese as your name? It had to do with sounding like something else. Okay. I'll, if you don't want to elaborate anymore, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, I misheard, I had misheard something else, and I took my nickname from that. Okay. Well, um... What, why did you, what interested you about talking on here? What exactly did you want to talk about? Well, I was originally figured, because I had some, you know, side involvement in some preservation props, that's nothing major. But then when I mentioned as kind of an aside that, that I had been doing some work on fan subs, and someone said, you know, you should talk about that. Um, well, we can't talk about that, but I am curious, though, what your involvement was on the uh, the fan edits, because you did seem to deem it worthy talking about. I guess, you know, oh, everything for me kind of comes together. I mean, I mean... Some of my stuff has been more than one of these things. One of my current projects is both a fan sub and a preservation. How's that? Well, there's this movie that was released in Japan in 1982. It got uh, video releases here and there. It never got released on video in Japan. (laughs) And... It did get released on video here, but only in English. And believe it or not, uh, we were able to find it on home video with Japanese as a, a language choice in Italy. <laughs> but we we needed to try to uh, get all this stuff together so that we had the original as close as we could get it from what we had. And then started fan-subbing that so that we had, like, subtitle translation on top of it. Mm-hmm. So that since the original language was Japanese, we could provide people who didn't speak Japanese a way to watch our preservation and enjoy the preservation. Oh, so it's a preservation, it's not an edit. No, it's not an edit. So are you only using the Italian version as a source? Actually... The Italian version had a couple edits um, to change the title and some other stuff into Italian. We actually we, uh, restored that by editing it back using another DVD that didn't have those. It wasn't as high quality. Hmm. That one came from Poland. 
from Poland? Yeah. I don't think you mentioned what and this of course movie... he's just half... Sorry, what were you saying? Of course these are PAL-VDEs and have, have to be converted back to NTSC. Is... It's not like a lot of the DVDs and movies that you find in PAL is sped up. It's not sped up. So we had to deal with that. Is Japan... Does Japan use NTSC? Japan is NTSC, yes. Oh, huh. I didn't know that. Um, But I don't think you mentioned what this movie is. It's called Aladdin and the Magic Lamp. And it's an animated film. Uh, Toei released it. Who released it? Uh, Toei Animation. The same studio's... Sailor Moon and Dragon Ball Z. Okay, so this oh, and you did mention, I guess, that this was a Japanese production. And um, wh- when is this from? Like, what exactly is this movie? It's basically just what it says. It is. It's a telling of the story of Aladdin. Oh. <laughs> there's there's actually two English dub versions of it. We actually have both of them. Oh, huh. One of them was done in Japan and actually had a VHS release here. Do you know why there are... The other been... one apparently only aired on TV. In America? Yeah. Do you know why there have been so many versions of this film? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I guess it was popular in Europe for some reason... That's interesting. If you, well, sorry. Well, I don't understand why it would ever get a video release in its own country. Yeah, have you found that a lot of people like remember this and really want to see it? Apparently, a quick search that I did shows that some people were looking for it. They'd seen it as a kid and wanted to see it again or whatever. Uh, we actually found out about this. One of my friends was looking for it. He had seen it as a kid in Brazil, and he had a tape of it and watched it till it was worn out. <laughs> this is so weird. I, I've never heard of this, but it's apparently it sounds like it's popular all over the world. <laughs> yeah, and not in the country where it came from. It's not popular there? I don't know, but there's no video release of it. Never came out there on VHS. Never came out on Laserdisc. Never came out on DVD. Hmm. And I take it that you aren't in Japan? No. I'm in the U.S. And and, But you do speak Japanese, correct? I speak a little bit, enough to do some stuff. I usually rely on it. Uh, another person to translate stuff. Oh, really? So I can sometimes, yeah. So I can sometimes translate things myself. I translated a Doraemon movie a couple of years ago. Is the person that translates... Sorry, what was that? That's really simple Japanese. Oh, okay. Um, and this person that translates for you, how how do you know them? I met him on the internet, and 
that's basically how we're in contact. Like on a forum or something? Actually, an internet chat room. Like IRC or something? Yeah, IRC. Okay. Um, And how did you guys get to talking about collaborating? I don't know. These things happen, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) I was someone who did this, and he was someone who did that, and he had someone else who could do this. And we just came together. We had similar interests. We decided to work on the same project. But so he speaks Japanese, but does but he's not, is he unable to do what you're doing? Actually, he's not Japanese either. He's he's just very fluent. Hmm. Um, and so, do you collaborate with him on a on a lot of different projects? Yeah, we've worked together on a few shows. Couple movies, and there's a couple other friends that work with him. We all have our different things that we do better in fan subbing than others. So we kind of uh, we do a lot of stuff together because we know what we're good at. That we know what everyone else is better at. What are some of those other tasks? Well, you start out, you find you find a video of whatever you're working with. Sometimes you might have to do some cleanup on it if it's not a very good source. Um, you'd have to create a timed script, um, translation to go with it, style the subtitles, typeset them. When you say time script, you mean? You sorry, when you say time script, you mean like, like having all the dialogue laid out in a text file with the time codes of like Pretty when there's yeah. okay, and then somebody there's takes special tools that make this easier. Oh really? Yeah. Um, they'll show you like, like they'll show you the waveform on the screen, and you can select part of it and, and say, "Is this?" what you're looking for, yeah. And it'll, it'll let you mark off either, you can take a translation and then add the timing, or you can create a blank file with the timing and add the translation later. Was Different this... Groups. Was this something... Sorry. <laughs> uh, was this a program that was designed for fan subbers, or was it something that you guys just found? It was designed for fan subbing, although I think it's actually used professionally sometimes, too. Huh. What is this program called, just out of curiosity? Um, Aegisub. A-E-G-I-S-U-B. Huh. And it was just, you think, developed by other fan subbers just to make it more uh, proficient? Or efficient, I mean? Yeah. To make it easier. That's interesting. How did you... Special sub... Sorry? Special subtitle editors have been around for years. 
for fan suppers. Yeah. How, how far back does this community go? Do you know? I don't know exactly. I know there were fan subs as early as the very early 90s. I've seen some that were dated to, like, 1991. Holy crap. <laughs> they used to have to use special hardware, and they'd put their subtitles on uh, VHS. Right. They'd mail out videotapes. And how were you a, were you a part of the scene then? Unfortunately, no, I could never <laughs> afford to. Oh, really? But you were but aware of it then? Hardware, you really needed special hardware then because what you'd have to do is you'd have to take the picture and you'd have to superimpose the text on it. And basically, you need special hardware for that. Most fan suburbs back in the VHS era didn't use PCs and used Amigas. Were you involved in the scene at all back then? Were like you trading or anything or buying? Well, I had a few tapes that I got like around 1999 of some fan subs of a show that I had been watching in English. And then at the time, the English dub only covered the first two seasons and there were five. Hmm. And I went to fan subs to try to get the rest. How did you find out about the fan subs? I think one of my classmates in high school had mentioned them. And uh, she used to watch a lot of the anime herself. Hmm. And then where did you go to find the fan subs? I don't know. I think I found it by accident. Really? Like in a store or online? There were a couple places online that offered tapes of fan subs. Were you having to pay for them then? Yeah. I mean, it's not really legit to pay for fan subs, obviously. Right. It was pretty much the only choice back then. You don't know of any, like, trading circles that organized through Usenet or anything? I believe they existed. Sorry? I believe they existed. Okay, but you... I just wasn't aware of any. Huh. And so then how did you end up getting involved in the community? Well, around 2003, I had gotten a video capture card from a computer and was experimenting with it, and I found out that the equipment, that basically once I had that, everything else that I needed to do, I could do in software. Right. I didn't need the special hardware anymore, and I could just do it on a regular computer. Oh, I think so- this is... Sorry? Why you had a lot of fan subs, fan subgroups that came out in the last 10, 15 years... Because now when you had DVDs, you didn't have to have special equipment to capture the video. You didn't have to have special equipment to overlay the subtitles on it. You could just do it on a regular home computer. I imagine back in 2003, though, it would take a long time unless you had a really powerful computer. Yeah. 
I mean, even with the resources I had, it would take the better part of a day just to encode it. Hmm. Uh, 24-minute video at VCD resolution. and VCD? Well, like my computer was in it. So VCD, that's like for people that yeah so for people that don't what how long it was 5220 it was 520 by 480 you said or 320 pretty much yeah so it's like i guess it's like two-thirds the quality of a dvd then for anybody that's not familiar yeah and it would uh and it was on an actual you would burn it onto like a cdr be video and some dvd players could play it Cause I used to trade bootlegs, yeah. so I was I was familiar. Like it was, it seemed like they existed in the trading circles for a very short time because DVDs very quickly became very affordable. Um, yeah, and computers got fast enough that that I could do stuff at six forty by four eighty without too much trouble. Right, which is standard DVD quality, more or less. Yeah. Um. So you got involved in the community by contributing your own fan subs. Yeah. So you weren't involved before that? You weren't, like, going anywhere and finding other people's fan subs at that time? Well, somewhat. I mean, I had looked for some subs in one particular series, and I offered copies for people who wanted them. But that's about all I so how are you getting the sources like how are you getting the videos that you were subbing because you mentioned buying a video card which I assume you mean you were like transferring from VHS then right that's what I had done originally then stuff started coming out on DVD it became less necessary I could just rip the DVD and work from that so were you buying, like, the original VHS tapes from Japan, like, online or something? Actually, I had someone send me copies of the Laserdiscs on VHS because I didn't have the equipment for the Laserdiscs, and the Laserdiscs cost an arm and a leg. Oh, so you were already somewhat involved in the community then. You already knew people that were interested in this. Yeah, well, it was the same place I got the fan subs from. He copied the V, he copied the laser discs, and that's what I used for a while. And why you? Like, why? Uh, what did you just volunteer to do it somewhere? Yeah, pretty much. And. Uh, at that time, was it? Were you just a one-man show? Were you the one? Were you translating as well? I at first did take other people's translations, check through them a little bit, see if I could make some improvements. It's. I sometimes still do that. Are these people you're talking to, or just translations you're just finding online somewhere? Translations I find on the internet. So people will just post translations without, 
Or are you talking about like SRT files? Like this things that sometimes come with downloads? Pretty much, yeah. Okay, so they're already he time had a format coded. called SSA. What, a sorry? format called SSA for Substation Alpha, which I think was the first major um, program for Windows to do subtitling. Right. And the current format that a lot of subtitlers use now, ASS is actually an advanced version of that. ASS? Yeah. So it's spelled It's a ass. variation of the Substation Alpha format. And it allows for fancy subtitles. What do you mean fancy? Like special fonts and stuff? Yeah. Huh. Um, so when you do... Much more elaborate. Right. Much more elaborate than SRT. Is there anything else besides just fancy fonts? Like, is there anything else special about it? Well, you can say, I want this subtitle to appear at this place on the screen. Oh, okay. That's what I was... can't do that with SRT. Right. I was actually just going to ask about that sort of... Because I have watched at least one fan sub. I forget what the show was called. Um, But one thing I noticed is that they would... Um, like sort of paint over books and stuff and put the translation over it, over the Japanese writing. Are you, do you, yeah. do you ever go that far in your translation, in your subs? Sometimes I do. If I think I can do it without looking too screwed up. But nowadays I have the means, computers are fast enough. They can render these subtitles in real time and you if you have a subtitle file in an MKV video and it's set up like that, you can actually turn them off and on at will. Really? And, yeah. And you mean, so... Oh, so you mean while editing or, like, the person watching? The person watching can just turn off the subs. Like... Turn them back on. Like, subtitles that, inc- that will, like, cover a book and yeah that's i didn't i had no idea <laughs> that's how that's how powerful the advanced ssa format is oh okay so that sorry my cat's bumping into my mic yeah. <laughs> um that's interesting um so do you do any other? So you do? Do you do you just do Japanese films and and anime stuff? Pretty much. I've thought of doing other stuff. Nothing's really come my way. It's really interested me that I could do it. Oh, nothing interesting has come that you thought you were capable of doing. Yeah. I mean, most of my expertise is English stuff. And, well, I suppose if something came across in another language, which I've got friends who speak a couple different languages, you can probably translate. So how much time do you, do you generally spend, like, some time every day working on projects? Not every day. 
but is this like your primary sort of hobby is just editing these things? It's one of them. It's the thing I do mostly. Do you think you spend more time doing these fan subs than you do actually watching other fan subs? I don't really watch a lot of other fan subs. No? Most of the time, if I'm watching anime other than that, it'll either be official subs or I just won't bother with the subs. Why not? Oh, oh, because you can understand it. Not so much. I don't really... There's some things that I do about subtitles to make them, you know, more understandable to people who speak English, where there's a number of fan subbers who tend to leave a lot untranslated and such because they expect you know it. Oh, this is something else I've seen. So you mean, like, the little definition boxes that explain, like, concepts like senpai and stuff like that, like things that don't translate over to English? Yeah, I tend to prefer to just try to translate as much as I can. There's a few things I might not leave. I might leave untranslated. If they're really common, I might. But not to the point where, you know, there were some people that were saying, oh, Nakama is a word you can't translate. I'm like, yeah, I think you're just being lazy. What does that word specifically mean? It basically means an ally or a companion or a friend. So, can you give me an example? <laughs> can you give me an example of a sentence with that in it, and how you would translate it? Not sure, really. I mean, I think there is a line. You're one of us. Us. You're one of my. I don't know how I translate it. It depends. It's really context-sensitive. But to leave it untranslated really strikes me as lazy. Like, even if the person puts a definition of what the word means? Or do they just not do that? Well, I believe in this one particular case, they had this big explanation before the episode saying, oh, why they, they couldn't come up with a good translation. And they just gave up and just used the Japanese word. And it just stuck. And every other group that subbed the same series left the word untranslated because they did. Huh. And so it's things like this, which is why you don't, watch fans fan subs generally is it just because you're bothered by their laziness that's one thing another problem i've seen is that you know some fan subs take the time to try to translate things accurately and some some of them just do really sloppy jobs and some of them will just take the captions from the japanese tv stream and run them through Google and slap them on <laughs> and call it a fan sub. I had a, uh, my friend actually lent me this, um, this like horrible 
bootleg box set of this South Korean soap opera. And it just has like the most ridiculous subtitles. Um, that's actually kind of fun. Like they just, I, I can't even, I can't think of any examples from it, <laughs> but I don't know. Like you, would you, would you get any like camp value out of like bad, truly translated subtitles? I guess so. Some people, some people see bad subtitles as something to watch just for kicks, just to laugh at. But that's not something you enjoy. Not particularly. I mean, I mean, I wasn't really so much into like backstroke of the West and such, which is similar to that. Does um, is your work at all like what you do with the fan subbing? Do you do is your do you do anything similar with your like actual work? At your job, I mean. I actually don't have a job. Okay. Couldn't hold down a job. Oh, okay. Um. So does this, does this like fill that? So do, do these projects sort of? Do you feel like that fills that gap? I guess in your life a little bit. Somewhat, yeah. Um. So you mentioned that you have other hobbies, though. Uh, you mentioned the fan preservation, but it seemed like you were trying to get into something else that you do. Is there like, like what other sort of projects do you do besides the fan subbing? I started out as, you know, I used to program computers back in the MS-DOS days and still sometimes do it. And I kind of got into fan subbing that way because the first stuff I was doing was I had downloaded some subtitle scripts and I wanted to play back on my computer, which was too old to run Windows. So I wrote a program myself to play them back, just displayed the subtitles on the screen in time. Huh. And you wrote that script on your how old was this computer that it couldn't run windows <laughs> well it probably could have run windows but it would have run it really badly it was uh early 386 it's i was never on the leading edge of technology <laughs> wait what would you say the computer was from eight from 1986 or that it was Three a uh, three eighty six model. What was that? Sorry. The CPU was a three eighty six. At the time, the Pentium was already out. So, what year was this computer made? Um, or released, or whatever. it was a low end computer in the. It was a low end computer in the early nineties <laughs> that I had in the late nineties. Why did you have what? And you were using this in the two thousands as well. By then, I had gotten something a little bit better, okay. but most of my computers have been handy downs. Okay, and so you're watching. So when you were using this to uh, watch anime with, or whatever it was, you were. Did you just have like the computer next to your TV or something? 
and it would just like flash up the subtitles i i take it like fairly big like taking up most of the screen yeah the subtitles would be on one screen and then what i'd be watching would be on the screen next to it <laughs> that's fairly um i can't think of the word <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's creative that's interesting Um. So you do you still have that computer then? It died on me. Oh, it died. Yeah, I do collect other old computers though. So you collect old computers? Yeah, and I use them sometimes. What for? I don't know. I just. I just like using old computers and doing stuff. <laughs> but like what? Like I'm not, I'm not totally sure what you can do with an old computer now. Well, I have a computer from 1982 that I sometimes get on IRC chat with. And what benefit does that have? Well, it's not really benefits so much as I figure, you know, having the one computer and just doing the one thing on the computer. <laughs> I mean, I thought of sometimes, I sometimes feel like writing stuff and maybe if I were to use an older computer for it, I could just shut my mind off to everything else. Whereas if I were using one of my newer computers, I'd have the internet and everything to distract me. That's interesting. That's a good point. It's sort of like how typewriters have sort of come back probably in part because of that. Yeah, and I'm not the only one who does this. I believe the guy who writes uh, Song of Ice and Fire, the Game of Thrones stuff, he uses an old DOS computer. That's true. What kind of stuff are you generally writing on your computer? I don't know. I mean, mostly I... Used to play old video games, but I've <laughs> written some programs of my own. Nothing really important. Oh, so you mean like writing code? I could write that. Yeah. So you don't write like short stories or anything? Yeah, I've written. I started to write a couple short stories and get about halfway through, and I couldn't figure where to go. What kind of stories were they? Were they? Were they, like, related to the sort of things you watch? Influenced by folklore. What kind of folklore? Fairy tales. Oh, okay. So they were... I try to see how I could make something, you know, more relatable to me sometimes, I guess. Like fairy tales more relatable to you? I know it's a strange idea. I mean, I I actually had a version of Cinderella that I wrote a few years ago and lost it, but I thought it was kind of, you know, not well written. But I had tried it a couple times, and I had all these ideas that just... I'm not good at saying what I'm thinking. That's okay. Um, do you mind discussing... Because I'm... A little bit about like what the story was exactly like what what were you bringing to Cinderella? 
versions of Cinderella at the same time? No, I would, I would read through, like, the folk tales, you know, they go through a sort of transmission, and they, and they come out different ways every time someone tells them. Right. And they spread around, and you'd have one version and that has a glass shoe, and then another might have a leather shoe. Hmm. Or in one version, she might like trip on the steps and lose one of her shoes. In another, the prince might have tarred the steps to make the, the shoe stick to the steps. And so you were just sort of finding the elements that you liked best and combining them? Pretty much. And sometimes I'd tweak them up with elements of my own. Like like what? Do you mind giving an example? I take the idea from um, one version, and Shao Caro's version had the fairy godmother, and Brother's Grimm version had, had um, a couple birds that um, served a similar purpose that, that hovered around um, parents' grave, and I kind of combined them into a different element by having, um, I guess, a spirit hanging around the grave that was actually the mother instead of the uh, fairy godmother. Hmm. And you did say that you were trying to make them more relatable to you, right? I suppose, I mean, in different elements of stories tend to relate more with different people, tend to resonate more with different people. So are these things you mean that, like, relate to your life or just sort of feel better to you or mental, like, it's like a mental sort of thing? Not, like, insane, just like... Just like a psychological sort of thing? Yeah. But I think, you know, that's, that's how fairy tales develop and right. how they evolve. That's interesting. So you seem to really enjoy interpreting things, I guess. Is that right? Yeah. Huh. Um, so... Were there any other hobbies that you were about to dis- discuss before besides the besides these writings and decoding and the uh, fan subs? Well, the fan subs are probably the thing most relevant. 
most relevant to what we're discussing? Yeah. Oh, okay. I suppose. <laughs> um. I mean, I can I can go on and on. I ramble a lot. No, that's okay. I mean, that's what interests me is just what interests other people. Um. I mean, well, I mentioned, you know, oh, people from the Mormon church were over the other day they talking to me because I had mentioned, you know, I have my own translation of the New Testament that I did over the course of a few years. Really? What prompted that? Yeah. I didn't know what really drove me to do it so much as, well, I guess in part, there was, uh, I was reading pages by people who were clinging to their old, you know, 400-year-old translation. The King James Version came out in 1611, still pretty popular. Right. And I'm like, you know... It's a monument of English. It's a monument of the English language, but it's a little long in the tooth. <laughs> it's hard to understand if you don't really know, if you're not really prepared for it. So are you, is what you did sort of like, what's the word, like, balderizing it? I can't think of the guy's name or how the, the term is, but the guy who, like, put Shakespeare in modern English? Balderizing is um, censoring stuff. Oh, it is. I thought it. I thought he just made Shakespeare. I thought he just rewrote Shakespeare into modern English. I guess that, I. I don't know where I got no, that I idea. Cut out stuff that he didn't think would be appropriate to read in a family setting. Oh, weird. I don't know why I uh, thought otherwise. Um, but so I actually, I went up a bit. I um, I don't really speak the original language, although I had resources that helped me out a little bit in that matter. But I was basically working with the translation into Latin, which is, I don't understand that either, but I'm a lot, I'm a lot more familiar with it because I somewhat speak French and Spanish, not particularly well, but it's enough that I can get a good idea of how the language works and what the words mean. So you weren't going back to the Greek or Hebrew at all? I try, and I sometimes consult older public domain translations that do so. My limitations show up, but from what I could tell, this was a translation. I I used two different translations as a base. Um, one was the Vulgate that the Catholics used. The other was one that um, Erasmus himself did when he was compiling his Greek New Testament. Hmm. And you were taking, you were taking these with the help of others and sort of combining them again, sort of like you were with uh, Cinderella and the fairy tales. Actually, this time I did fairly direct, uh, straight translation just as, like, close to word for word as possible? So sort of like your, so like I your mean, fan sometimes songs. if you do that, yeah. Sometimes if you do that, you come up with, 
of something that doesn't make sense. And there's <laughs> one example. One example in the Vulcan is something that literally translates to, to um, I believe, a vineyard is made to my beloved and born the son of oil. And that's a prime example of why you can't translate word for word all the time. Right. Because it doesn't make sense. A more accurate translation would be something like, my beloved had a vineyard on a uh, fertile hillside or something like that. And that's what you'll see in most translations. And so these people that were assisting you, were they from the fan sub-community again? Some of them were, and some of them, they were like, well, they kind of were kind of on the side, but they became part of the the project. They'd help me out with it, and they'd become more familiar with it. But you were like the one... Sorry? I think my translator had been involved with another group and one of my editors had done some subtitles on his own. Were you doing this professionally? No. Well, amateur. So why were these people helping you? Was this all originally your idea? Yes and no. I mean, this... The one major project that we started doing that got us all together was a show that two of my friends had already been helping with. That it was a really long animated, and at that time it was up past about 600 episodes. It's now almost up to 800. Wow. <laughs> and the group that had been doing it before, that had been doing most of it before. There were a few other groups that did it a little bit here, a little bit there. But they got a season to assist notice. So huh. out of nowhere I said, you know, why don't we try it? <laughs> I I know this sounds crazy, but why don't we try it? I know we got someone who can translate, we got someone who can do this, someone who can do this. Maybe we could try. And we just fell together and just started working on it. On the anime, right? Yeah. And so how did this lead to translating the Bible? What was something I had been working on earlier. On your own? Something, yeah. Even before my interest in anime, I had been trying to do that. So this goes back, like, 20 years? Probably. Wow. And so is this just something you've been working on on and off for the past 20 years? I guess you could say that. I mean, the Bible stuff is something that, I mean, I'd start it, do a little bit, and I'd burn out and wouldn't be able to continue and keep trying and trying it took a few false starts before I really got going. Have you finished it? I have a 
complete translation of the New Testament. That's as far as I finished. Okay, and um, why... Who were these Mormons that were interested in learning more about your translation? I don't think it was so much that. I mean, it seems to pique people's interest, but, you know, oh, Mormons and Jehovah's Witnesses come by all the time, and, and I had mentioned it to them in passing, a couple Mormons that had passed by, and I just happened to be out on the porch, so... Are these like the people that go door to door and say, can we talk to you about Jesus or whatever? Yeah, basically. <laughs> I tend to attract that type of people. Is that just because you're the only one not slamming the door in front in their face? I suppose it's more, you know, well, I face around on my porch a lot, but... I guess it's just, you know, well, some people will see them and run away, and I'm like, you know, I'm kind of interested, even if I don't think it's going to change my mind any, I still find it interesting. To discuss their religion with them? Yeah. What do you find interesting about it? I compare it to what I know about this and that. I compare it to what I've I've grown up with and what I... I come from one faith, but I was raised raised with kind of a mix. What is your faith? Um, I consider myself a Protestant Christian of the United Methodist persuasion. But you prefer speaking to the people from other religions to sort of pick apart their views? I guess somewhat. I guess it's partially, you know, boredom. (laughs) And partially, you know, the eternal thirst for knowledge. So... You are genuinely curious. You're not looking to, like, debate them or anything? I figure, you know, oh, I'm not going to sway them. They're probably not going to sway me, but they give me food for thought. I give them food for thought. But you are open to being swayed, it sounds like. I guess I'm just, you know, I need to talk to someone to keep my sanity. <laughs> when, when we don't really leave the house very much, you need something to keep you sane. Do you at least go to church or anything? Well, I go out when I go out, but that's about it. You go out when? Sorry. Well, groceries and such. Oh, that's it? You don't, like, go to church, or you're not into, like, board games or anything? Well, I'm playing board games when you live by yourself. I know, but, like, I've talked to people before on here. Um, Like, there's 
board game communities that will like meet at libraries and stuff. Yeah, I guess you know. Well, I guess I'm kind of afraid of people. Oh, really? Yeah. But it's easier just to talk to people online. Yeah. Well, people behind the monitor can't hurt you. What do you mean hurt you? I sometimes wound up in a couple fights. Oh. Yeah. I mean, you wouldn't have to face that at church, right? There must be a Methodist church near you. There used to be, and I went there for a while. Um, there doesn't seem to be anymore. You, you don't... I, sorry, that's just a little bit baffling that they would just, like, leave town. <laughs> I mean, have you looked into okay. it? Sorry? Well, from time to time I've thought about it. and then like, you know, I tried another church for a while and ended up leaving. But it just didn't, like, really click with you? Yeah, I mean, well, they, they were Pentecostal. I mean. I'm not too familiar with the, the, the differences between the different sects. Um, yeah, well, there's, there's a reason they call them the Holy Rollers. <laughs> the Holy Wars? Holy Rollers. Oh. The Pentecostals yeah, are? It just struck me as a bit too weird. The Pentecostals? Yeah. They're not the ones with the mega churches, are they? Some of them, I think mostly both Pentecostals and Baptists and even some Catholics, but it's mostly Pentecostals and Baptists. Yeah. Hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, this one still had a smaller church. Right, just a small... Have you considered, like, a Lutheran church? I don't know about fringe. <laughs> I mean, I don't think Lutherans are that fringe, are they? I'm not talking about, like, Calvinists or anything. Oh, I think you might have misheard. Oh, yeah, no. But, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. If I, if I weren't... I'd probably consider maybe Episcopal because they're they're pretty similar to what I'm used to. Right. But so your translation of the Bible, does that make you feel closer to God somehow to be able to uh, try and find the best translate direct translation of his words? I don't know, I felt it was more, you know, I wanted, I didn't so much do it to get closer to God, as I wanted to try to provide something better for other people than what was out there. How so would, what I felt was... Sorry? One of the big problems, and this is just my personal opinion, I saw that a lot of translations were copyrighted and that I 
didn't really like the idea of a copyright on scripture. I mean, I understand why they do it, but I just, it just never sit right, right with me. So you're sort of trying to create an open source uh, translation that gives the closest yeah. translation possible for people. Yeah, sort of like that. Do you have a but, plan of, of releasing it somehow? What I've done is actually online. How can people find it? Um, TTT dot um, Burt dot CO D-U-R-I-C dot CO Okay. Um, you can send, I guess you can just send me a link to it as well, and then I can put that on the blog and on the file. Yeah. And um, how can people find some of your fan subs? Are they f- easily available online? Um, some of them are probably the... Um, my group is one of the ones that handled Detective Conan, and we worked with some other people on, on one of the fan subs of Dragon Ball Super. If you look for those, you'll probably find some of the stuff I've worked on. The Conan one, that seems like one you're proud of, though, right? The Detective Conan? Yeah, it's, it's a very long show, and I, I've done a lot of work on it myself. What? What about that? I mean, I guess we could wrap up after this, but like, what? Why that show? Like, what about that show really appealed to you and made you think that it really needed a translation done, a, a sub done? Well, it already had a translation, but it wasn't a very good translation for the most part. I mean, there were some groups that had come up and tried to do newer translations that were better, but I had been watching some of it. A friend of mine had introduced me to the show and piqued my interest, but once I got past where the uh, U.S. release ended, the U.S. release only went up to episode 123. Like I said, it's almost up to 800 now. Oh, that's the show. (laughs) Yeah. Well, actually, it's... um, New episodes of it go up on Crunchyroll every week under the name Case Closed. Huh. Which is also what the show is released in the U.S. under. Oh, so it is available here. Part of it is. From 1 to 123 is, and then from 754 onward. Oh, weird. So you've just uh, subtitled the middle ones then? Yeah. And at the time we started, uh, um, there wasn't a, an official release of current episodes at the time. We started the weekly episodes with 658. You were doing them each week? Yes. How how fast were you turning them around? Well, Gary, sometimes you'd get them out in a day or two. Sometimes it'd take a lot longer than that. It depends on, well, a number of factors. I mean, how up to it a translator was for at the time. Huh. 
And does was this just for the dialogue or was this for everything on screen? Pretty much everything on screen. I mean, obviously you translate the dialogue, but if there was important text on screen, we translate that too. Wow. I'm just impressive that you guys were able to do this each week. And then was it just made available through like a private torrent tracker or something? Uh, public torrent tracker. Okay. Um, one that looks a lot of anime. Is it an anime specific tracker? Yeah, it looks semi private. I mean, it requires registration and stuff usually. Okay. Some stuff gets deleted if it's not good, but I mean, it's an open tracker. It's not like, you know, oh, sites like my screen or such. Right. I take it they prefer not have their name discussed? Well, the, the site, um, yeah.eu is the tracker they're also kind of a search engine of sorts for anime torrents okay um, I guess you can even make a link to that as well and I'll put that up so people can find your work there too yeah um, is... I also I don't just upload my subset where I'm also uploading um, encodes of laws and such that I've done. Of what? Sorry. Um, laws. Um, we'd, we'd sometimes take Japanese um, rips off TV and make MP4s or whatever out of them. It's also the first step we do in subtitling, so. Okay. But some, I take it somebody sends you these online, right? Like, you don't have access to Japanese TV, do you? No. I, we, uh, a friend of a friend is able to take some Japanese TV on his computer. Okay. Well, that's cool. This is quite the operation you have going on, and it's really cool that you've been doing all this and making all of this available to people in the U.S. because obviously there is a large, large communities here or a large, I don't know if this community is a community, but of people still not everything, like you were saying. Crunchyroll has kind of removed the need for us somewhat. Yeah. Because, because now we have the shows coming out either right away or within a week or two after they air in Japan with subtitles. So... And while their quality varies, I mean, some of their stuff is really good and some of it's kind of so-so. Yeah, but, but they're, they're still not going through all of the back catalog of anime stuff, as you pointed out. Like, they don't have all of the yeah. Detective Conan or anything. Yeah, some of their shows might put up some old show with subtitles. Like, I think they're starting to put Yu-Gi-Oh! up or something. Oh, huh. I didn't even know I was still going. <laughs> the older ones, the um, the ones that were just called Yu-Gi-Oh here, I think. 
Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I guess that covers everything I have to ask you about. Is there anything else that you'd like to add? Not particularly. Okay. Oh, and what's the name I should um, put you down as on the file and everything? Uso? Yeah, USO. Okay. Okay. Uh, well, thank you for talking to me. That was really interesting. I wasn't expecting it to go all the places that it did. <laughs> um, I don't expect much of this. Is no, I mean, I think I, I'll cut out the things you want me to cut out, but otherwise I thought that was all really interesting. Um, well, yeah, thanks again for talking to me. That was a lot of fun. <laughs> uh, good luck with all your projects. <laughs> um, and I'll talk to you in a little bit, I guess. Yeah. All right. See ya. <laughs> yeah. I gotta drop some science on you, baby. Your evolution will not be televised. It will not be sensationalized. It will not be written in the sky by airplanes. It happens slowly over millions and millions of years. It will not take place instantaneously. Can't evolve me up some fancy organ stylings. No monkey can do this. Um, but yeah, sure was crazy. Yeah, but no, we're here to talk about your fucking uh, Uh, your, I guess your short, your, what is this thing you're doing now? These like short films. Uh, <laughs> I think I'm going to call them live action cartoons. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Wonder it works, I guess. Like I've always wanted to do cartoons. Yeah. Like since, you know, like, yeah, everybody wants to do cartoons when they're a kid. Like yeah. I never stopped. Like, I just want to, and like, I've been cursed with the ability to not draw. Like it's a separate ability from not being able to draw. Like I have the ability to not draw. <laughs> what if like all these little applications and stuff? You could do like stick figures, or you could do like the Toy Story. Like, out of God, that's a that's my reference for computer animation. I guess it's, Toy it's, Story. It's the first it's one. Story, yeah. yeah, the first computer animated thing is still my point of reference. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a good one to have. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, it's just a hell of a lot easier to just end up in a lot of weird places. So I just figure, you know, you just isolate the weirdest parts of them for 30 seconds. Like a, a minute, a minute and a half, that's longer than most people can stand. Probably true. So It's like, was that like 10 vines? 10, yeah. 15 vines? <laughs> 10 vines. <laughs> yeah, so I make them 10 vines long. I'm gonna start measuring on my movies. It's like, no, it's not. It's not. I mean, 
I could say it's about 60 minutes, or I could say it's about 600 vines long. <laughs> 600 vines long. Yeah. Like, then that's a more accurate. Then you know what you're getting into. Yeah, and each shot is about uh, 60 vines. <laughs> yeah. Just then you can do the math, the calculator, you convert the convert yeah. the vines to seconds. Seconds. We were um we were trying to we're making the podcast attempt with my. You remember Chris, right? Uh, he used to be in Sea Cane. He was my roommate. Oh, yeah, was, yeah, yeah. He had that band Camel or something. Yeah, yeah. Now he's got some... He's just He just sits... At, he built this, like, crazy computer keyboard thing that he, like, climbs into and just does his crazy music now. What? He climbs into it? <laughs> it's almost like he showed me his setup, man. It's like a giant keyboard with, like, a... Um, macbook on like a weird stand and he's good then it's all hooked into this mixing board and i don't get it but it's like a it's like a chamber he just climbs in it and then awesome music comes out all right check out um roger the lemur on soundcloud okay just... i have to talk to him now too i guess <laughs> oh yeah he's a super weirdo you should talk yeah. to him. i i remember but anyway, your thing, your your new live action cartoon. What's the deal with that? Well, I, I have problems explaining really weird things in ways that don't make me sound like a lunatic. All so right, I've just well, decided to stop well, trying and just explain them as a lunatic who works in a used paint store. Okay, <laughs> well, how often how often will these come up? Like what are they gonna like what exact like what's the plot line? Is there like a plot line or is it like serialized or is it just like totally random? I think it's going to be more like a, like a vlog, like just video musings. Like I'm already working on the second one. They, the first one took about an hour to make. Yeah. The second one should take like 10 minutes. You okay. Know? So they should, I'm hoping for at least one a week. Yeah. And then like, cause it's easy. You just like, when you walk by something weird, you just get 20 seconds of it. And then, then when I want to make a live action cartoon, I just look at my clip bag, select like two or three of them. <laughs> like, yeah. And then, then I watch it a couple times, and then I make some jokes over top of it. <laughs> Sounds good. I mean, I do, en- I do enjoy. Like, I enjoyed at least most of your uh, Renaissance Fair stuff. Oh, cool. Yeah, Thanks. when you were doing the same sort of thing. Yeah, it's kind of like that, but it's like I don't have the meanness that I used to have. Like, I'm not that. Like all that anger that I used to carry around is just like. Yeah. You don't yeah, need it. Man. People don't want to hear squirrel. <laughs> yeah, people don't want to hear middle-aged bitter people like too. No, like no, no. like Lewis Black had his time and then it wore out. Like people get tired yeah. of that. Like nobody wants me to hear a bitch about being enslaved by a mummy again. Yeah, like, I'll just write a short story about that. Yeah, like, I mean, <laughs> Tom Waits. I mean, Tom Waits was never really bitter, I guess. But this was sort of something yeah, you're doing. More broken-hearted. He went maudlin. Yeah, and same with your sort of, uh, with your different, uh, like, like all the different blues people, like, they're never really bitter. Like, they get it. <laughs> they get theirs. Yeah. They get they've got problems causing their own problems. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then they're also... just, like, not cool with it, but they're just, like, like, it's funny you bring up the blues guys, because there's, I'm singing differently now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when white people sing blues, they try way too hard. Like oh, I was yeah. trying, like, look how bluesy I am. Look how broken up my voice is. Like, ah, I did they sing I from glass. their, yeah, they'll sing from their throat or they'll sing 
like way too clean from their uh, diaphragm. <laughs> yeah, but if you just tone down and you, if you just like, if you listen to Willie Dixon's got the right attitude. It's just like, well, I'm Willie, Willie Dixon. Dixon I'm gonna play this song right now. No, he was black. Okay, <laughs> but like, yeah, but he's got like the right, like there's. There, there are ways of like Dr. John or something like just people that like just got it like they just get to, yeah, like, yeah he gets it yeah you're not yeah. trying to be black he's just being himself yeah yeah and it's like it's a folk I mean it's easy to like I guess it, there's like you can sing a blues song or you can let everybody know that you're trying to sing a blues song right it's the way like way more laid back just like you know it's, you're like ah my baby left on a devil train ah it's just <laughs> got hit all baby the uh... left on a devil train <laughs> like well, happens every so often yeah what you gonna do got this here guitar now sing a blues song about it i would be totally making this up even though i was raised around the blues like i met honey boy edwards the guy who was there Whoa. yeah the guy who was there when Robert johnson got shot in that bar um like i was raised around all of this but it seems like there is there like always was this sort of consciousness there of like knowing they're getting fucked knowing by like the government and by everybody else but also knowing they're a part in their own thing um without diminishing the systematic issues and then yeah there's always like a levelness there it's really yeah like like you said they, he knows what's going on yeah like that's he knows that's what's the easy way. he knows how he can make he knows if he quits drinking he can make his life easier uh but he but knows his life sucks too bad to quit drinking. So yeah, like they they get the cycle. <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah, they get it. And and their job is like is like high priest of the whole thing. Yeah, you know, like they're up on the stage and everybody else listening to them is the exact same fucking problems. Right. And then, so you don't have to yell about them. That's yeah. what I figured out. Like they're a preacher. Just, you don't. You let people hear the energy. You don't make it loud for them. Yeah. And also just trying to sound black as racist anyway, because then you're just trying to go onto a stereotype like what's his name doing yeah. the voice of a poo on a The Simpsons. Like, <laughs> like you're trying you're trying to fit some idea of blackness you have instead of just trying to fit the idea of the music that they're doing. Um, yeah, it's just it's just a weird rabbit hole, and I just like fell out of all that, and I was like, well, let me just. Like, how do I sing? Yeah. I never asked myself that question before. Like, I know how I, like, how I've been singing, but that's not me singing. Right. It's like trying to be something, trying to get a reaction, trying to have an influence, trying to hide my influences or show them or imitate somebody or, but I've never just like sat down and it's like, well, this is, this is how I do it. So you're becoming like the Mark Maron of white blues then. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, yeah. There's definitely something. Something is happening. Yeah, just like twenty, <laughs> twenty-five years of like trying to find your voice in different, different, in different ways, and then finally, like, just right where up. I left it. Yeah, yeah. I got it. Yeah. <laughs> it's just where I left it. So where it's does just a pile of shit on it? Yeah, I had to clean it off. So is this where your? Uh, is this the space that your little live-action cartoon inhabits too? That's more, yeah, it's like, it's more of a way to say ridiculous things without seeming pretentious. That's what I slowly want to get at it. Or like, just, I guess like I could say like I've, like I've led a spiritual life or whatever, mm -hmm. but like, and I see that like 
get sold a bunch of different ways that aren't accurate at all. Like, you know, like if you go dicking around with your spirituality and studying magic and stuff, you're going to end up working in a used paint shack somewhat like along the line. It's just, but that's, <laughs> they leave that out of the pamphlets, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. So just want to be like, yeah, you can, this is what it's really like. It's just weird shit happens, but a lot of great stuff happens too. You, know? you, just, you just kind of learn to enjoy where like, it's, I got a shitty job. Like, that's pretty cool. I can do this, 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 and this, and this here. And, you know, like, and I can't fix any of the other problems right now. So just put it all in a cartoon. Uh, I can't make cartoons. Like, well, <laughs> put this 1930s filter on top of it. it almost looks like a cartoon. <laughs> yeah. And so uh, where do people find this then? That um, That's on Zen Buddhism. And... Yeah, it's on there. I put them up on there. And Zen Voodism. Yeah, that's clear. V is in Victor. Yeah. Z E N V is in Victor. Two O's. D I S M. All right, cool. So go there and. And then I'll tell you, like, all the other crazy crap I'm up to, too. There's... <laughs> yeah, as always, it's on there. It's on. You're on Twitter as Tony at Tony Volpone. Yeah. And, uh, oh, yeah. Twitter's getting fun, man. I've been yeah. arguing with myself. <laughs> I made two Twitter accounts. <laughs> oh, yeah. You have three or four of them now, I guess. Yeah. But you'll, if anybody follows you, you'll probably follow them back with the other two anyway. So, or three. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I'm good for three. Yeah. It's like, just like Doug <laughs> Tilly. If you want to follow Doug Tilly, if you follow Daily Grindhouse on Twitter, Doug Tilly will follow you back with at least two other accounts. <laughs> oh, yeah. So if, yeah. If you need followers, got to follow you two guys. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll follow everybody back three times. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, let's end this here, I guess. Yeah, let's get out of here. All right, cool. I'm going to go play my guitar now. Awesome. I'm all excited. All right, so. Good Next job. time I'll let you know how my um, re-entry into the world of online tarot card readings is going. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Sounds good. Cool, man. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, no problem. See you. Uh, see you. He really is doing tarot card readings online, so if you want to get one, a reading from him, I can try and find out how that works. It costs money. That's his job. Like, the way he legitimately makes money, that and the books deals. Not deals. He's not getting paid unless you buy him. So go buy, I think it's called What Is Wrong With You? Whatever. There'll be a link on the blog as well as... There go some of the old episodes where I talked to him about uh, his, like... Wicca book? I can't remember the other books. I'm really bad at promoting stuff. So if you want to promote stuff, you got to come on here and talk to me about it. Or if you want to talk to me about something non, if you want to talk to me about anything that you're doing, just reach out to me. I'm Rob at UndressingUnderground.com. Or if you comment on Gawker or probably anywhere on the internet, I guess. Kittens and unicorns will talk to you. 
That's one word, by the way. She keeps getting mad at me for making it two or three words. Is an ampersand a word? I mean, I guess if Prince... Sim Prince's symbol is a name, then an ampersand is a word, right? I mean, you say it. Now I have to clean Boris's ear, I guess. Oh, man. He's really scratching at that. Should I just keep narrating? Oh, man, look at all this loose fur. I gotta brush that motherfucker. I don't know if he fucked his mother. But he might have. He's a cat, so... Uh, what else am I supposed to say right now? Nefertitis. That's who Kittens and Unicorns is talking to on Friday. I don't know who I'm talking to next week. It might be Mike Verda. Also from the original trilogy forum. But, uh, he's working on a ultimate edition of the original Star Wars. Uh, he's calling it the Star Wars Legacy Edition. And he's got all sorts of people from the original film helping out on that. Like, people that worked on the original film helping him out with that. He's going to try and give it to Disney or whatever to release it. But he might not be next week, because I have a lot of fucking white people lined up. And I need some... A lot of white guys lined up, and I need some other people... So if you're one of the, if you're not a white guy, reach out to me. If you are a white guy, reach out to me too, because uh, I just need guests in general. I need to fucking finish Nicholas Rhombus's book so I can talk to him. I really like his strange approach to film theory. At least I think it's strange. It makes me laugh. Uh. Also, if you have a short story and poem, whatever, you can email it to me. You can call the number 260-PUNK-POD or whatever. I'm going to throw up the Craigslist misconnection thing again. So if you find any of those, let me know. Or if you want to read some emails to some of the people, pretend you're them, let me know that too. To go buy a new phone charger because I left mine at work and I can't go to work tomorrow now because my car is broken. So I'm going to put on clothes. Bye.